Well, hi there. I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is the Unshaken Book Chat. And we are so glad that you're joining us for these little mini episodes. They're only about 20 minutes long or so. They're going to drop each Thursday from June through July, ending the last Thursday in July. And we might even drop a couple at the same time because there's 10 chapters in this book we want to talk about. So there's 10 mini episodes. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe to the Unshaken podcast on your favorite directory so that you can get notified of these and the regularly scheduled episodes, which drop each Thursday. The main season, season four, focuses on living out your faith in real life, and this book is a great practical help. Yeah, actually, Erica, one of the reasons that we picked this book is because it was something that was talked about in about four or five episodes Mm. in season three. Wow. When I had interviews, people were like, this book was helpful. So I thought that it would be great to talk about it. Um, It's just a really good book. It's called How to Be Free from Bitterness, and I think you would love it. Because it's good and it's practical. Now, I want to put a little caveat in here. I think the number one best book you could ever read, ever, anytime ever, is the Bible. Mm -hmm. So this does not trump the Bible. Mm -hmm. This is just an extra book that is helpful. Mm -hmm. But it does really walk through some of the things that we might deal with. And I think that's good. And Erica, actually, you were one of the people that I interviewed um, that said, hey, this book is super duper helpful. Yes. Yeah, it's been a book that I have returned to time and time again, especially when I have an unforgiving or a bitter heart towards someone. And so there's so much truth uh, and practical help here. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess each week we will ask you to read the chapter and then pop in to listen to our discussion on this awesome book. Yeah. And don't forget, you can grab that book like at Amazon or another bookseller, but you also can find portions of it or the whole book in a PDF for free if you just Google how to be free from bitterness PDF and I found it actually this morning I just looked it up so you can Google it if you want to do it that route too so I personally I'd have to print it Mm -hmm. because I like to underline and highlight and circle and write notes in the side so I couldn't just read it so I have to have the book but okay let's get started are you ready Erica I'm ready Okay, today's chapter one, and um, if you haven't read the chapter yet, you could literally pause this episode Mm -hmm. and read the chapter. I think it takes 10 minutes to physically read. It might take you a little more time to digest, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you could just jump back in and join us. Um, But I will say it's jam-packed with really good and challenging material, so you probably couldn't absorb it all in 10 minutes. Um, Are you all ready, Erica? Yeah, and I just want to say that like, what we're going to talk about is meaty, but there's even more meat than what we're going to get to. So yeah, I just encourage people people to yeah. read it and, and think on it. Yeah. I um, was thinking we could give you this, this podcast in like a drive somewhere. So I spent about 15 minutes, 20 minutes driving all <laughs> over. So you can get it done in a drive when you're listening. So good idea. Hey, Erica, tell us a little bit about this chapter. Okay. Well, this first chapter, I think hits the nail squarely on the head and I think this author helps us see bitterness just plainly. Yeah. So, for instance, the very first question is, what is bitterness? And before I might have said bitterness is just generally nursing hurt feelings or holding on to a grudge or an offense. And those are part of it. Yes. And um, that it happens when someone does wrong to you. And all that is true. But um, Jim Wilson is even more concise than that. And he says that guilt is what we feel when we sin. Mm -hmm. So when we do something wrong, there's guilt, but bitterness is what we feel when others sin against us. Hmm. Um, That was a totally new thought to me, really, to just categorize it kind of cleanly like that. So we know what to do with guilt when we sin, 
we need to like confess and repent. But what do we do with the guilt of others when they might sin mm. against us? And that happens all the time. Yes. And you might not even notice that bitterness is, is cropping up. Mm -hmm. So our natural response is to generally become bitter. And the author points out that people think bitterness is the other person's sin, but it's actually ours. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think it's really easy to... So bitterness is kind of like it creeps. Mm -hmm. It's a creepy thing, right? It kind of just creeps in and before you know it, yeah. it's it's already taken hold. So I think it's good to kind of think about those. I love the clean way that you described that right from the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we actually decided we would just kind of walk through at the end of the books that we actually own, there's some questions. Mm -hmm. And so throughout this, we're just going to walk through a few of those questions. We may not touch on all of them or go through in major detail, but, um, I think it's helpful. And I know the first question that's in this section is called what is bitterness? So I was thinking that the definition, the bitterness had on page 14, I thought it was really good. Okay. Maybe you don't have page 14. <laughs> I thought about, as I said that, um, it says bitterness is just resentment that has been held on to that it becomes rancid and rotten mm -hmm. and it is kept in and it gets worse. You know, it makes me think of the garbage in the bottom of my garbage can mm -hmm. <laughs> because um, when I take the bag out, there's sometimes things get caught down there and I always see them. I don't always see them, but they are disgusting and pretty soon they begin to become rotten mm -hmm. and they start to smell. Mm -hmm. So I, I think bitterness is like that. Now, do you think bitterness is a sin? <laughs> um, yes, I do. And I think it's a secondary sin. Like it might not be the cause of the sin, but mm. it's, a, it's a result of someone else's sin usually yeah. or a perceived sin, you perceived hurt. So, um, in Hebrews twelve fifteen, it talks about, um, that bitterness causes trouble when it springs up and that we are to see to it that no one misses the grace of God. So this just kind of shows us that bitterness not only defiles you, but if you share it, it defiles others. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's just an, a bitter root or a bitter fruit. It's just kind of like something bitter or yeah. rancid. I like that word. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good word. It mm -hmm. was a good way to describe it. Sometimes I think when there's a sin going on in our lives and we have to describe it in real terms, like... I use my garbage every single day. <laughs> I feel like I empty that garbage five times a day, yes. you know, so it's good to think about how that just kind of sits there and, yeah. you know, becomes really disgusting. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. Do you have a situation in your life, Julie, that ever caused you to be bitter and how did you respond? Oh boy. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't have said that I really ever was a bitter person. I, um, I just kind of actually looked down upon people who struggled through bitterness. I'd had women talk to me and say, I'm really struggling with bitterness. And I just, I was really relatively quick to forgive people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I just didn't necessarily hold bitterness, but I actually have because, but, um, actually about a year ago, I struggled with a bitterness in a specific situation. Um, there was a difficult authority mm -hmm. over me and my life, not my husband, I will add, mm -hmm. but a different situation. And, um, it was really hard because it was actually during some of the COVID situation and I didn't feel like I had any control over any of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think that this chapter was super helpful to me. I know we did this podcast for all of you listeners, but I will say mm -hmm. it really pointed out a lot of areas that I needed to change and how much bitterness grows when we don't actually dig it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it hurts 
hard to dig it out. One of the comments in the book that I thought was really helpful to me is um, Mr. Wilson said, you know, the, you may think you have the right to be bitter, but the Bible doesn't grant anyone the right to be bitter. The text says actually in the Bible to get rid of all bitterness. And I think that was really powerful because our world actually would say that it's okay to be bitter and it's okay to hold on to a hurt forever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's um, like that's our our stepstone that we're going to stand on mm-hmm. is some kind of bitterness, mm-hmm. and maybe victimhood is really a badge that yes like to wear today. Um, so yeah, taking care of that and dealing with it is really. Um, the way that Christ wants us to handle that. So um, I would answer for myself, have I ever been bitter? Yes. Um, (laughs) I have had to ward off and uproot bitterness on several occasions in my life. Um, And I will say it has never been easy. Like you said, it's it's Mm -hmm. a painful process sometimes. I don't know why it has to be that way, but I think it requires tenacity and just relentlessness um, in pursuing a clean heart before God. So because what they say is true, that you really are the one who gets hurt when you're unforgiving and um, it's your heart that grows small by bitterness. Hmm. Um, You know, often I think there's this idea that you're hurting someone by being bitter at them, which you are. Uh, I I think it is hurtful when someone's bitter toward you, but ultimately it's our own, our own heart that is growing small. So I know that I don't want a small heart. And so it's a battle worth fighting in my life. And I would encourage all of us to do that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the basis for bitterness and does it matter what the size of the offense is? Yeah, that's a, a really interesting question. Um, I will say that when I look back just in my own experience that the situation that I occurred in my heart and the bitterness I began to have towards others, it was really minor offenses. Mm -hmm. It was a whole bunch of them and I kept adding them up Mm -hmm. and making a list of them. Mm -hmm. But then I do know women who have struggled through some pretty difficult things maybe a affair, you know, and they became bitter towards their husband or maybe some kind of offense in their job that was really big, like they got demoted, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's a huger, huger, that's not even a word. That's a bigger (laughs) situation, but bitterness is kind of bitterness. I I love the quote that, um, Mr. Wilson put in his book by Amy Carmichael. I'm, I'm a huge fan of any anybody who goes out and shares the gospel in another country. Mm. And Amy Carmichael had a little note in her little book that she wrote somewhere called If. Mm. And this quote said, For a cup brimful of sweet water cannot spill even one drop of bitter water, however suddenly jolted. And I, I just thought that was super interesting because even before those bitter situations occurred for me where my heart was becoming bitter, I already had that sin of bitterness there. And I was probably didn't even realize it. And so I need to have sweet water, which means I have to daily be abiding in Christ Mm. and keep that water sweet uh, so it doesn't jolt out on anybody. That was really good. Um, It's a powerful way, just Mm -hmm. really simply. Um, And I think that question, does it matter the size of the offense? Um, You you know, you said some some are big offenses, some are small offenses, but bitterness doesn't really take stock of that so much as um, how close the other person is to me. I thought Mm. that was an interesting insight. Like, um, 
it has everything to do with our perception of personal injury. So I don't feel bitter about the sin of the man across town, really. I might have a lot yeah. of responses. I might feel a lot of things, but bitterness is probably not one of them. But when someone who is close to me sins and it personally affects me, that's when I can easily become bitter. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Maybe where there should have been trust and love, there was something less, um, or where we're the ones left having to answer, um, but we're the ones left having to answer for our own actions in the face of someone else's sin. And we're all guilty of sinning against others. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to bitterness, we have to assess our own heart. So yes, someone has sinned against us, whether big or small, it's personally affected us. Um, what are we going to do about it? Will we forgive that offense or will we begin to tend a root of bitterness? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that little line you said a minute ago about um, that we are all guilty of sinning against mm -hmm. others. That was actually revolutionary to me, mm -hmm. even though I have been a Christian for probably 35 years. Mm -hmm. Like, did I not know that other people sin against me? You know, like <laughs> what? Huh. But it was really helpful to really process that, that that's not, I can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. I cannot change what people do around me. But I have to be in charge of my heart. Yeah. And that was really helpful. And so now I still have some of those same issues. I'm just going to be honest that I'm not there. I'm not like mm -hmm. everything's all perfect and wonderful. And I'm welcoming this person into my life, you know, in an amazing way. Mm -hmm. But I am processing it differently. And I will say that realizing that when this person or these people say things that are hurtful, I have to process it. Mm -hmm. Okay. They may be sinning, but I don't have to respond with sin. Right. That took a long time. That, that's so important, too, because I think you're able to yield to the Lord in those situations. You're, you're not controlled by the emotions of mm -hmm. that situation, and you can. it's a matter of trust and faith, really, to yeah. say, even if this is the situation, I still can look to God and say, He's... He's in control. Yeah. And I need to have a pure heart before and, him. And I will say that praying about it was really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so instead of making my list in my head of all the wrongs, mm -hmm. I would try to go and pray. Now, mm -hmm. at the beginning of that, I was making a list, and it was a long list. Yeah. It was like a Google Doc mm -hmm. with 82. You know, I didn't actually mm -hmm. make a Google Doc, just on a side note. But you could have. <laughs> I could have. I could have. Yeah. But, and that brings me to think that oftentimes um, we have we have these ideas and we get ideas of how to fix this bitterness from the world. Mm -hmm. The world has all kinds of ideas. I mentioned before that they kind of assume like the world uh, uh, approves bitterness, like you're allowed right. to be bitter. But so what are some of the solutions? What are some of the world solutions to getting rid of this bitterness? Well, I think, um, currently one of them is to cut toxic people out of your life. Yes. And that's a big mantra that people have today to, um, if they've done me wrong, I'm just cutting off that relationship. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, there's memes for that. There are. <laughs> and, um, and I think, you know, in extreme situations that may be, but scripture doesn't tell us to treat people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, um, that's just one thing I wanted to say, but I think that, um, you know, we can keep it all in and make ourselves sick and just mm -hmm. kind of keep it private, but you can almost tell on a person's face who's bitter that 
it changes you over time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's really poisoning yeah. um, to your relationships and your health and all kinds of things. And actually the other side of that is the person who lets it all out Yes. and almost as if that's their personality to be bitter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just speak my mind. I'm just honest. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. I'm just honest about it. And this is who I am. So if you don't like me too bad. And so then they tell you all the ways I, I know my daughter worked at a particular job with, I will be honest not to knock older women cause I'm in that boat now. Okay. Mm-hmm. But with an older woman who was pretty bitter mm-hmm. and pretty much this woman knocked everything around her and it came out like in this really prideful, she knows news. That's not even a word. <laughs> really prideful way. Like she knows everything. And, you know, she was bitter because this new generation of young people needs Google maps to get around. (laughs) Like she like, you know, told my daughter that it was basically stupid that she needed to use Google maps. And Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it doesn't matter if you use Google Maps, but it was obvious that she was bitter and she was okay with letting everyone know Mm -hmm. that she was bitter. And I know that she had shared with my daughter that she had gone through a messy divorce and she had had some really Mm -hmm. difficult things in her life. And this particular woman doesn't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what she really needed was Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Yeah. And I think one of the themes that I will find throughout this book is that there are three things you can do with these different sins. One is keep it in, make yourself you know, kind of hurt yourself by keeping it contained. The second is to let it all out over everybody. And then the third is the actual solution, which is to turn to Christ. Mm. Um, That it's God's solution for us to dig up the bitter root and to get rid of it. And um, we've already alluded to this, but I think that that takes the grace of God and, and prayer and diligence and perseverance. Um, But that Jesus is the source of that grace. And so, as a Christian, we are offered freedom from that. We don't have yep. to walk in Amen. it. So that's <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to say, let's talk about what does the Bible say about bitterness? Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to say that this, the third choice you gave me, mm-hmm. which was the source that Jesus and God is the solution to our bitterness and he can uproot it, remove it and heal us. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think? What does the Bible say? Um, well, one of the first verses is Ephesians 4.32, which says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, mm. as God in Christ forgave you. So um, I am to forgive as Christ forgave me. This is a very important tenet of the Christian walk. And in reality, bitterness is a sin and it stands alone. So we've talked about it being a secondary outcropping or a sin that comes as a result of someone else's sin. But we, like you said, Julie, earlier, have to look at our own heart. Mm-hmm. We can't control other people's lives. Um, but it's we have to see it as a standalone sin. And yeah. in order to get rid of it, um, we have to see it as my sin and my sin only, yep. regardless of what was done. And that yep. can be so hard because people really do go through painful things. Yep. Um, but Jesus gives us the grace to be able to forgive, and it can't be gotten rid of by um, the other person sometimes saying they're sorry. That was huge to me Uh, because in my heart, I wanted the person, I think that's, you said at the beginning of the episode, how you thought bitterness was actually going to, not you, Mm -hmm. you said that some people think bitterness actually is being mean towards the other person. That's Mm -hmm. not the right way you said it. (laughs) You said it much more eloquently. Vindictive. (laughs) Yeah. But when I realized that bitterness is like, that's my sin. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the sin I'm, it's just a very different thing. Yeah. 
And I, something that impacted me to be able to like say, I have to forgive regardless of whether I get an apology was at some point, I don't know if it was in this book or somewhere else. What if the person that offended you has died? Could you ever forgive if you didn't get that apology, which you will never get? And some people are in that situation. And so how can you be free of that? Well, if you look at the, you know, challenge that you're struggling through to say, it doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter whether I ever get that apology or ever. Right. It would be awesome sometimes, but even if not, um, it's between me and God, and yep. I need to have a pure heart. So I must be reconciled with Christ, and forgiveness needs to be extended in spite of any apology ever coming. Oh, that's really good. It's really hard. Another, Yeah, very hard. <laughs> very good and hard. Yes. <laughs> uh, James 3, 14 through 15. Um, I'm really loving the book of James right mm. now. It's just full of wisdom. But one of the things it says is, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. And although this doesn't actually use the word bitterness necessarily, but it talked about bitter jealousy, which mm-hmm. I think bitter jealousy and selfish ambition really are are all tied in there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting, um, a couple things that stuck to me in this verse was the fact that where there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Like this is a sin that's going to, if you let it grow, Mm. it's going to lead to other things. And so that perhaps is why they call it the root, like dig out the root Mm. of bitterness because it leads to other sins. So this is a good one to work on. Mm. I guess that's what I was thinking. So, so um, how about we share one way that we'll apply this chapter into our mm. own lives? I think the whole entire chapter was good. I really like the part in the chapter where he talks about to keep at it, keep um, keep working on your heart. Um, I needed that now. I need to confess my sin right now when I struggle with bitterness. Um, and I think asking myself, what is, I'm, I'm a question girl. Mm. I love to ask questions, which is why I love doing the podcast because <laughs> I get to ask questions, but a question I need to ask myself almost every day, like even as a mom, even as a wife, even as a grocery store shopper, what is my cup overflowing with? Mm. Um, that's probably something I need to think about. And I need to make sure that I'm not trying to fill my cup because I'm not going to be able to do that. I need to have time with God and Christ and Christ needs to fill my cup. Mm. And when I have joy in him, then I can overflow with joy to others. Mm. But when I'm hanging out, watching things on Netflix or listening or just replaying those offenses, Mm -hmm. I'm filling my cup with bitterness Mm. and that's, what's going to pour out. Mm. That's good. How about you, Erica? Well, I really agree with the ending paragraph, um, which basically said that this sin is a major hindrance to revival in this country, and that when Christians start confessing their sins, they'll be able to forgive the sins of others. Hmm. Um, I just think that um, churches um, have a lot of factions that can come up, yes. and uh, I We are the body of Christ, and our world is dying and needs a witness. And it breaks my heart that we are so much in fighting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it really mars, and I'm guilty of this too, um, 
it, it mars our witness and our purpose of what we're here for. So I think if we as Christians tend our own heart and um, we keep our accounts short, we don't let sin pile up, we're right. not growing in bitterness, we're not defiling others by sharing mm-hmm. our bitterness, that um, we have a healthier church and mm-hmm. um, we can be stronger for what we're called to do. So, Yeah, amen. I, I really agree with that. That's really what the church and the people of the church need to be doing mm-hmm. consistently. You know, because here's the thing, the church is full of a bunch of sinners mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been offended or I am 100% sure I've offended others. Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, that's actually really a perfect segue into next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to jump into chapter two, which is called uh, Forgiving Others. And I, I think that's going to be really good because it's kind of the next step in bitterness. It's another part of it, right? Is yeah. learning to forgive others. And I think it will be a really good book. I've actually already pre-read the chapter, so it's good. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss it. Um, I, I hope you can set aside a few minutes this week to read through this chapter and maybe make some highlights or notes and then join us next week for another book chat. Bye for now. Bye now. Thanks.